It's time for the Basser Hour. The Basser Hour is a look at issues that affect today's veteran. The Basser Hour is brought to you by www.hadit.com. If you need help with the VA, log on to hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Jay Basser. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Basser Hour. I'm your host, Jay Basser. We have a co-host today, Mr. Gerald Cook. How you doing, Gerald? Doing fine today, John. Thank you. It's uh, cloudy out here. Looks like it might get some rain. I think we have had a little mist or two, but uh, on nature, we got a cold front coming through. It's uh, 28 degrees here in Joplin. 28 degrees. Well, it's about 58 here, and been raining since last night, so... Oh, my. Help us know in the next couple of days. Well, so, uh, as long as we can do away with it. Unless we hate winter, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we've been lucky so far. I mean, we have. <laughs> yeah. Some places haven't been too good. We're going to touch on oh, we ought exposure to give it. items. Well, yeah. we ought to uh, give um, out our phone number here, John. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Uh, it's, uh, folks, if you have a question or a comment, uh, uh, please call in. Our number is 347-237-4819. Now, that call-in number, once again, is 347 347- Two three seven four eight one nine, and when you get in, uh, just hit one, and that'll put you in the queue with us. Uh, go ahead, John. We were going to talk about asbestos this week, yeah, and we're uh, talk about this deadly, 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 deadly material. This is supposed uh, to be the. Uh, it was supposed to be the cat's meow when they first discovered asbestos. They did some tests on it, and they realized that nothing would burn it. So they had a bright idea. A light bulb came on. They said, let's use this for everything. We'll make everything fireproof. So this back in the early 1900s. They started using it for all kinds of different stuff. And uh, they started putting on insulation and doing steam pipes and uh, siding and everything back then. And... uh, you know, a few years after it was going, the people that worked at the uh, the mines and the people that milled it and then the factories that, you know, made the particles and stuff, people started dying all of a sudden. And as time went on, people's families started dying. And before you know it, the whole population of those factories and those production facilities were wiped out. Oh, I guess it appeared to 20 or 30 years, everybody died. And it killed thousands upon thousands. And this is just in the infancy stages of asbestos. And what they finally found out is... 4.5 million workers. That's just a shipyard itself, Joe. That that doesn't include the... uh, the Yeah, you're correct. That is just a shipyard workers. 4.5 million workers. So I started... uh, Put this stuff in ships, you know, and you know, on insulation and all kinds of different places. And uh, when they started building these ships, uh, especially you know, when World War II, we had the Liberty Ship Program, and we had two fact two two shipyards made those ships, and uh, one of them was in uh, just Newport News, and the other one was just north of that, and. People started putting, you know, they were doing the insulation work, stuff on the ships, putting the vessels in there, and next thing you know, they started dying. Hmm. So, actually, asbestos killed more people than the war, to tell you the truth. You know, not, not, you know, globally not, but, you know, for Americans, it killed four and a half million people in the shipyard itself. That's pretty, that's pretty sad. That's kind of a story they don't tell you, you know. But, uh, you know, they just talk about the... Uh, speed of building those Liberty ships, you know, because the German submarines are sinking ships and that's right. They said, well, we can build ships quicker and they can sink them more in the war, and they did. But yeah. Look, what it, look, look, look at the sacrifice involved. Well, it says it's one of the greatest slaughters of human yeah. beings 
from a single toxin. And yep. and uh, I think that sums it up fairly well. Uh, it is, the magnitude of it is astronomical. Uh, I just don't believe they know how many people it actually has killed. Because these oh, workers and anyone that's been around it took it home to their families. It went to their spouses and their children and everything else. So this is, uh, my lands, they use this stuff. Uh, uh, they used it in paint. 8% of paint was asbestos back then, not yeah. counting the lead that was in it. Uh, spray insulation, they used asbestos as spray insulation. Uh, patching compound, uh, they meshed it in concrete. So, you know, it's, it's something else. Uh, and uh, so even today we are still seeing the effects of asbestos. Yeah, because it can play dormant. It can lay in the system for years. Yes, it can. You know, it can it can lay dormant. Uh, I mean, you know, it just depends on your level of exposure to how quick it comes out. You know, and, uh, that's true. But, that's that's what I was getting to. You'd be amazed uh, the number of Navy ships that had it get us. I mean, they used them from the nineteen from the teens all the way up to about nineteen seventies. And uh, every ship had it, but they were laden with it. You know, they had it in the flooring. They had it in uh, insulation. They had it uh, soundproofing wallboard. Just all over yeah. the place. And basically, if a ship is not, uh, you know, if, if, it's, if it's in its environment on board a ship and it's not disturbed, it's pretty safe. And that's the argument. But however... The people on the shipyard are putting in the ship, and the people in the middle of it, they're not safe. But then you get on board the ship, and you get battle damage, or uh, if you, they cut a pipe out to move some equipment or things like that, they get that stuff airborne. That's it. And once it gets airborne, it gets everywhere. I mean, it, it, it just sits and floats. And yeah. And fibers are microscopic. You can't see them, and they'll, you know, they'll go through, and they'll get in your lungs, and once they're in your lungs, they stay there. Didn't get rid of them. That you know, it's indestructible. Uh, they say they got catch. little hooks on them that catches. You know, like a bird. Yeah, it's a it'll it'll hang in there like a fish hook, and and uh, and before you know it, then you got something faster, and then before you know it, it goes into cancer. You know, you can get lung cancer, you can get mesothelioma, uh, you can get asbestosis from it, and uh, if you get mesothelioma, it's pretty much, uh, that's pretty much uh, a life scene of being, there's no one's coming back. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that once it's diagnosed, it's pretty well the end stages as a rule, and... Uh, well, we know... We, we talked in the past about using on Navy ships, and uh, you know they use because ships are a lot of high, you know, there's a lot of high pressure steam lines and hot water lines on board a ship. And oh, they were to the left, yeah. You know, they use steam a lot, yeah. Yeah, you know, I've been uh, fortunate in my lifetime. I've been involved with it. We've had to, you know, we took, we ripped off, and took up. Just uh, yeah, I can't tell you how many how, how many feet of insulation we've taken off different piping systems and stuff on board ships, and uh, you know we had to wear special gear and respirators and the whole works just to even take it off. And the, the most important thing about taking off asbestos is make sure that whatever you take off is flat, soaked in water to keep it from going airborne. Yes. And some and some of that stuff thick. I mean, it's four seconds of thick. And uh, you know you got to cut it, take it off, and it's so even. I mean, 
I'd walk, I'd walk along with a tender once and walked into the dispersing office and every time the door opened, there was a steam pipe come down outside the door. And every time that door would open, you could see that, you could see that that door was kind of a flimsy door and come and shut that door, that pipe would shake a little bit and you'd see that stuff go poof. Yeah. And I went up to the shop and got me, got me exactly on my and put a four to four, uh, Ziploc bag I walked back down there and I took a piece of insulation, wet insulation, wagon stuff. I cut a little square out of that. And, of course, I had a mask on. I took some tweezers and pulled that in there and put that in that bag and took it back up to the shop. Of course, I covered the hole up, you know. I sent that sucker off. And about a week later, we got a report in from an environmental place in San Diego that said it was Amazon asbestos. And it's I'm telling how many people were exposed because of that stupid door, you know, slamming every time a door shut, the thing would puff. Yeah. And, uh, so I took it on myself. I went ahead and uh, we didn't even rip it out because, you know, you had to, if you rip it out, it's a big ordeal because you gotta you got to clear everybody out for, you know, for a day or two. And you can't shut down this person office, you know, because all the machines and stuff in there. So I just took some uh, insulation, fiberglass stuff, and I made me a big long piece of it, and I took that whole pipe, covered it up, you know, wrapped it two or three times, and we painted it. Of course, that took care of the problem then, you know, but uh, now the problem's fixed. The thing's probably in 10,000 feet of water if they sunk the ship. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, yeah, they sunk a lot of them ships, and. and um, uh, you know, they had a lot of other agents on them, too, such as mercury and all sorts of, yeah. Anything that's a big uh, industrial deal now. So, you know, and every, every ship required Pleasure. tons of asbestos. I was reading mm-hmm. here where... Uh, How many tons is that? Uh, t- uh, tons, uh don't say how many times, but it took tons of asbestos to do one ship because uh, they used it in the paint and they used it on around all your pipes, like you said. Mm-hmm. And they even used it in the floors. They mixed, uh, mixed it in their cement uh, and compressed it into flat sheets. Uh, just... <laughs> where you can imagine they used it. Uh, even in communication systems. Uh, I know your communication systems, uh, you know, they needed to be kept at a constant temperature. And so mm-hmm. asbestos was one way of maintaining the constant temperature. Uh if it couldn't be too hot, it won't work right. Or if it's too cold, it won't work right. So that's got a, a, a means there. you got to keep it in the means. Yeah. Uh, communication <laughs> equipment, and that's been very important in ships and submarines or planes, anything. That's um, 1964, Silicon did a study. And they're trying to, to just definitely define this, to establish the best that does kill people. And they did a study. And the death toll remained basically unknown. But before 1964, millions of people died for the best exposure. Yeah. And to this date, okay, to this date, from 1999 to 2013, okay, this is uh, uh, 20 years after they stopped using the best support ships. Okay, the number of deaths in the United States is at 189 to 221,000 people. So that's an average of 12 to 15,000 deaths per year. So that wipes out a small town every year. Yes, it does. And that's just the effects they've had in exposure from years ago. And, uh, you know, there's some responsibility you know, it could have yeah. been a family member. They could have been a child and, and uh, got mm-hmm. exposed. And, you know, uh, yeah. 
It may it, not it, know it, that it, daddy or mommy worked in the shipyard. They were so young, you know. Well, they took it home and held the babies and all over clothes, you know. The it sure was. Yes, and they held it and it got them. And the poor yeah, kid, it, it, it grows up for you know, it's got lung cancer and and they don't know. I it guess there's now. special it tests is. they can do uh, now uh, that they can diagnose that uh, micella, uh, what is it? Milly, that's best to kill her. Now, what it does, it gets in your lungs. And those little fingers hanging on to your lungs, and your body sends uh, antibodies trying to fight it, you know, because it's a foreign option. Well, your body fights and fights and fights, and over, you know, it takes a long time to incubate, but eventually it's best to swims. And the places that the antibodies are trying to fight turns into uh, turns into a cyst or a, uh, you know, something else and turns into cancer. And usually if you swallow one or you breathe, you know, you inhale one fiber, you inhale a bunch more, so usually you've got more places than one. So eventually they'll just get you and, you know, you're done. And uh, there's a lot of people, especially a lot of sailors, you know, a lot of guys too, but mostly the sailors that were exposed to this and, and didn't even didn't have a single idea. And, uh, of course, the Navy had a list of uh, which rating would basically be more adept to be exposed to asbestos. And my rating was basically the top one, you know. I mean, but it didn't matter, you know, because you know, we were trained at the time. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of places. A lot of people used to take their clothes in their, in their, in, in their room or, or their burning parts on board a ship. They take mm-hmm. their clothes in their nice little metal racks and they poke holes in insulation and they hang their clothes up along through there. You know, and they would stick it right in his business, and every time they pull the coat hanger out, boy, that was it, you know. You know, in the, in the Army barracks, uh, I was in the Army, and they had them all through the barracks because a lot of your barracks were steam heated, and uh, so yeah. they had them, uh, uh, all them pipes going through the radiators, of course, covered with asbestos, and like you said, Mm-hmm. It was about what uh, nine, ten inches in diameter, something like that, and uh, and that was just an asbestos coating. Everybody'd stick their clothes up there to have them dry. Uh, That's true. Uh, hang everything there. Hell, they was all poke full of holes. Nobody knew what, you know, and. Here we are now. Uh, well, that's what it is. So, if you've been in the military before the 1980s, I would say you've been exposed to asbestos. Now, well, uh, the chances true. are you were anyway. Now, the level of exposure is going to vary from you know to the. That's situation. going to vary. I would say the Navy veterans, uh, as far as asbestos, probably got it worse than the uh, rest of the uh, military. But maybe, uh, I don't know how you would judge that. Because um, I know in all your quantitats in the military were sprayed with insulation. And that would back then would have been asbestos, and of course well, you're sitting there, and uh, uh, you know over time uh, that coating over the asbestos uh, can deteriorate, and like you said about that door, any little hole or something, and then a whiff of it every time uh, something mm-hmm. changes, a vibration or what have you. And you can have that stuff floating around, so uh, it was dangerous no matter where they put it. Uh, well, I know they used to have side houses with it. They used to be the cat and the owl. I got my house sided with asbestos, 
Well, mm-hmm. at time to now, years later, they go try to sell their house. <laughs> they you get a real problem. 1930, between 1930 and 1978, the shipyard business was booming. Four and a half yeah. workers worked in the shipyards. And it's crazy because it, uh, they mixed 25 million tons of asbestos, just a big glittery ships. One of the biggest stars in history. Mm-hmm. Oh, they used, they yeah. used three, types, three, three types of asbestos. And these types are basically the same stuff. It's just the way the fibers are made. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, they got an asbestos called, uh, it's a uh, crocodilite, chrysotile, and amethyst. The crocodilite and amethyst and the chrysotile were pretty, the fibers were bigger, I guess. I mean, they were used for, like, uh, outside uh, sheets and things like that. Maybe that's also used inside. But the biggest one, the most dangerous one is is called amosite. And that's the one that they've done all the insulation with. And when they put it together, you made a mud out of it. Yeah. And they would take your hand and put it on the pipe and form it down the pipe. Yeah. They had to mix that by hand, see, and stir it up. It's kind of like concrete. Yeah. They got that stirred up really good on water, and before they got it good and wet, you know, that stuff was going everywhere. Well, I couldn't imagine, yeah. And they put it on these pipes, and then all of a sudden, you know, if, you got them, if they've been on these pipes for years, and, and uh, you get the uh, machine you guys come in and move and something, you know, they bump into it and tear it. I sent some pretty ugly stuff in my Navy days. And that's just not the same one ship. I did no multiple ships, you know, uh-huh. and suddenly. And uh, I went on a cruiser once. It was in dry dock. So that's good as a tour of the engine room. I went down there and they was tearing all kinds of equipment stuff out. They had that stuff everywhere. Oh, oh. And uh, so I went up and told the XO. I said, hey, man, you killed everybody down there. He says, what do you mean? And I showed it to him. And they stopped it. They called the shipyard in to get rid of it. And it was, it was pretty ugly. And, uh, oh, that was a mess. How many got exposed during just that short period of time? I don't know, but I got out of there. I got to thank you and I get lost at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you better believe it. And, uh, yeah. so, but uh, it's dangerous, you know. I mean, just like the ships I made back then, the Baltimore made 30, every 37 hours a ship flew off of yeah. a ship was launched. But down in the Newport News, they was making three a day. Yeah. They was launching three ships a day. Can you imagine the time? You know they were just handling that stuff, a snatch and grab. You yeah. know, there was no precaution whatsoever. Well, you know, after reading these reports and stuff, you know, I see the VA, you know, I'm glad they got presumptive stuff. Agent Orange, things like that, you know. But the stuff here, I hate to tell you, this stuff has killed more people than Agent Orange ever will. Yeah, oh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, well, uh, yes. It's killed more people than. Uh, they don't know how many it's killed, John. Uh, well. It's been a considerable number, though. It's way up in the millions, tens of millions. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I, I say everybody that uh, was in the service or worked in a lot of your manufacturers, same story, uh, uh, should mm-hmm. get on the uh, asbestos registry. They do have There's a not registry. Not really. Uh, you, they might think you've got a registry, but it's kind of like the Agent Orange registry. Yeah. You know, your name's on a piece of paper, and that's about it. Well, I mean, I don't uh, know what good it does you, but anyway, I did register on it, and and uh, uh, just like I did on Agent Orange, I had a registry because I had... I had to take a test have, for it. Have you ever seen any results from that registry here or just a piece of paper your name on? I got you stuck back in the computer somewhere. In, uh, well, port, that, port I somewhere. got the, yeah. 
the test results, but that don't say yay or nay. It was just for information. Well, see, now when I was in the Navy, we did they did chest X-rays and we did breathing yeah. tests, boom PFTs, and then we would every year we'd go get an eye exam. Uh huh. They dilate your eyes, and after we got out. You know, they're supposed to give you a five year every five years they're supposed to do test again. Well, I had it one time after I got out and then I asked the VA to start doing it, they laughed at me till I was at the door. And so yeah. you know, I, yeah. But then it came out to see that the chest X ray itself that they were given with wasn't adequate enough. You had to have a actually high resolution image on the CAT scan to even look thick it up. I could see so that. that. Joke. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so that trade you know, I was were... worried for years. I, I filed a claim for it back in, oh, I'd say 20 years ago. Yeah. And, of course, I got I got denied and, you know, this and that because I didn't have any serious stuff wrong with me. So I dug out my uh, paperwork out of my file folder and I sent them a list about every, every job I was involved with and, uh, they sent me a letter back saying, well, we can see your exposure to his best. <laughs> so we did that, and uh, we uh, actually, uh, you know, they, they, it's kind of like an open claim right now. You know, if I ever develop anything like that, it's going to be automatic. But, you know, I'm already searching for lung disease 100%, so I feel that really good. It doesn't matter. So if you was so, to ever get manalocemioma, uh, uh, then or asbestosis, yeah. or the it wouldn't matter in my situation. It wouldn't you matter. Like, it wouldn't increase. The Secret Service notes for heart disease, and you have a, a heart attack. You already yeah. get percent. So you know what they're going to do. You know that's the way it is. I mean, it's one overrules the other. So. You know, it is what it is. But I want to tell you, if you're in the Navy, anywhere, if you're a World War II veteran or if you're up in, you know, in any era prior to 1980, if you're on a ship built before then, you were exposed to some sort of exception. You know, I would agree uh, with that, Danny. Yeah. Um, up to what what year would you say, John? I would up say... Up to 1980. A ship that was made... Prior to or around 1980, uh, yeah. you would certainly expose to asbestos. Yeah. And you know, I suspect it could have been used in in uh, some of the newer ships, couldn't it? In in certain could locations. Well, see what happened was, you know, they started uh, they started doing these surveys and tests and stuff on them, and people started blowing the whistle. And, but the shipyards and manufacturers and the uh, the powers to be, I must say, I don't want to offend anybody, but they kept spinning. You know, well, there's not enough evidence. There's this. There's that. There's not enough here. And they realized this stuff is a miracle stuff. You know, the ship's not going to burn. It on if it did it, you know, it's going to salvage the ship. Mm-hmm. And what happens is uh, they kind of uh, sacrifice the poor sailor and the poor veteran, you know, in order to, uh, you know, to enhance their goals. And uh, so there's a lot of people sacrificing this issue. And then there's like, I forget, 60 companies that were directly affected. Most of them went bankrupt. Yeah. And after they were bankrupt, they, they, they all put in money and they put this investors trust fund together. So put billions into this slush fund. Everybody gets investors, gets to get them a lawyer and, uh, you know, prove they were exposed. And if you got mesothelioma or metastosis, metastasioma, you know, they, they try to dig you out of that fund. Of course, the law or lawyer doesn't dig it out, and he gets a big percent. You know, it's all a game. It's a racket, what it is. And it's just, you know, you have to you just doing the search on the internet for asbestos, and you really can't find any good information. But what you can find, and it's plentiful, is law firm after law firm advertising. Yeah, that's true. Only, it's probably the most. That's probably the most law firm. Advertising I've ever seen on one subject. You know, you see it on TV every day. You see the guys in negativity almost talking about head exposure and things like that. You know, they don't care about you. They just want that money in that press fund. 
publicly, but you know, if some of your elders die, it wouldn't hurt to have an autopsy if they had some sort of cancer, and you know they worked or in the military even, or whether Navy, Army, any. Yeah. Yeah, if they know a place is danger, they'll send you right in the middle of it anyway. They don't they seem to mind. They sold, they, they sold your life out for the dollar, buddy. Down for the dollar. They should have went yeah. to prison and bankrupt at the same time. Manufacturers. You you take companies like Boeing and uh, all them uh, and build them planes. Like mm-hmm. Uh huh. They use a lot of all planes. All the insulation companies were. Yeah. Uh, you know they were hooked together and stuff, and they sacrificed a lot of people. But here's the thing: they, them ma- them asbestos companies, John knew. I mean, after a while, it showed up through their own mining. Their, their miners died off quick, you know. The uh, miners, said, everybody died. The miners, their families. Yeah. yeah. So they knew, but yet they threw this right out there when they uh, should have uh, come to, uh, you know, said, hey, we don't use this they stuff. They just said, hold the phone, people, but then by then it was on every ship going. Yeah. It was everywhere. Everywhere. Well, that's probably the biggest single outbreak of any type of issue in the program. You know, that stuff was widely used. Well, it, was, it, it. it certainly got a rank up there in the top five. Uh, mm-hmm. Asbestos is not anything to be playing around with. No, it's not. Of course, everybody's been exposed to one another. If you ever put, you ever change the brakes on your car, you break the oh, car. Yeah. Had them in there one time too. Yeah, they were all asbestos. Yeah, so you know, back in the old days, you know, they didn't take your car to the shop. Daddy pulled the shoes off. Did it yourself? Car, you know? Wiped it out with a rag and just shook it out there and knocked it out old mm-hmm. stuff. The best thing about it though, they were still pretty good. You know, they get. They didn't get it as airborne, but there's a lot of mechanics that died because of that page. There has been, yes. Yes, there has. Clutches. The environmental impact is astronomical. Yeah. Astronomical. Uh, we, uh, there's no way of putting an accurate number to it. No, but I not. think all but too many times yeah. people are dying from asbestos exposure and not mm-hmm. even aware of it. Or their, their loved ones, they yeah. don't know either. No, they don't know. Uh, don't know. Don't know why they got lung cancer. What happened? Why they got lung cancer? Mm-hmm. Okay. You why they got pancreas cancer, stomach cancer, uh, liver cancer. Well, unless it's cirrhosis of liver, uh, you know, that it... Uh, it can even cause colon cancer, I would suspect. It does. Uh, yeah. If you ingest it. It causes all kinds of cancers. Now, and keep in mind, though, as best as you use, if it's in its form and it's sealed up, you know, if it's painted over and it's got insulation on top of it and things like that, it's pretty much safe, you know, unless some compartment blows up. But, you know, you get it. I hit it or something and break it off and get the airborne and look out. You're in trouble. There's some, there's some respirators that it'll even penetrate. Yes, they will. I, I forget will. what the micron's on it. Yeah. Uh, do you need a two or better micron uh, so, respirator? Depends on the mask. Uh, depends on the mask and the mask and the but the ones with the plastics and the face shields are the best thing to use, you know. People use them a little clean maybe seven ten. They seem to be okay back in the day, but now they come up to be one at one time, so we just you know, we just wash our hands with it. But I tell you what, these very expensive. 
now these old ships were laden with it, and they had to they had to take them apart and destroy all the vessels and stuff in them to in order to scrap the ships. And it became such an expensive venture. They started shipping these ships over to little countries that were uh, didn't have much uh, you know environmental policy. And they started ripping them apart, taking all the insulation stuff. And these ships, you know, they're dying left and right. So. Mm. That's the worst part of it, you know. And people are going to continue to die as long as they're exposed to it. Yeah, they are. So without yeah, it, without a doubt, it, yeah. uh, it's so playing deep. Russian roulette with a full gun and it's, uh, uh, automatic. Yeah, it's an automatic step. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, you're going to lose. Uh, now, some areas you can be exposed to this. This is, you know, like, for example, on a ship, you know, if you're, they had them in the flooring, they had them in the insulation, they had it in wallboard, they had it in paint, they had it in different places like that, you know. Now, the Army, they had it in uh, places too, you know, because they had them in the Army Air Corps, had them. You had them in planes. You had it in barracks, you had it in uh, the best society in quantum huts, heat, you know, they had insulation for uh, steam heaters and stuff like that. Motor pool had it in the brakes. It's all kinds of things. Yeah. Air Force, you had it in the planes. You know, you had it in the barracks there, too. So, you know, even the Coast Guard people, you know, the Coast Guard ships had it. So it's just, uh, you know, it's just a, a dangerous thing. You know, again, if it's not touched, none harm, it's probably safe. But remember, when they built that ship, they had to put it on there and then wrap it up so it wasn't safe then. And uh, we had to actually, when we removed the vessels, we actually we took the whole air and curtained it off, made it airtight, made the seal on it, built a tent around it. Mm-hmm. And we had to put air samples in there and let them run for so many hours. Yeah. So we could even clear the space. I want to tell you something. You want to you want to make a sub skipper mad? Do take out his vessels in the submarine area. If you take out his vessels, you have to make a tent and evacuate the whole thing. And you don't you don't you don't evacuate submarines too easy. No. Oh my. You know you don't because guys are on the decks with AKs and AR-15s and M14s and guns. You know. I've seen some pretty weird stuff. I had to sign papers where I can't divulge too much information, but I've seen some of the bestest jobs that I I wouldn't want to do. Hmm. And uh, so that's pretty pretty serious stuff. It says here, John, if a doctor's failed to ask patient about asbestos exposure, or if patient was unaware they were exposed to asbestos, the death certificate will not mention asbestos as the cause. Yep. So if you've been exposed or think you've been exposed, be sure to let your doctor know that you were exposed. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of deaths you think you've been exposed. If you think, yeah, absolutely. If you've been in manufacturing or the military, I assure you, you've been exposed. And uh, there's only one. There's only one. You want that on Navy your medical record, huh? Okay. Out of all the different occupations in the Navy, there's only one where the person knows they've been exposed or not. You know that? Well, that who would that be? That'd be the insulators, the guys that removed it. The guys removing it. Well, the guys that worked on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. As an insulator in the Navy. You know so, you've been exposed. Nineteen, nineteen all the way to nineteen eighty. Yeah. And, and beyond the ship, if your ship was built before nineteen eighty. Your chance of being exposed is 99.9999%. Yeah, and there's a lot of different causes of death besides lung cancer for asbestos. Oh, yeah. You don't have to visit them. It could be any kind of cancer. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's true. It'd be any kind of country. And I can say it could have been, you know, you could have been a baby. Folks come, a father and mother come home from the shipyard or aircraft company and walked through the door and grabbed you up and hugged you and, and mm-hmm. uh, all that dust flying everywhere. Well, they had, they had come out with some requirements now that they used, uh, according to VA. They rated dust exposure on... Basically, if you had heavy exposure, or light exposure, or not much exposure at all, seems to me the more you were exposed to it, the quicker you die. And that's true too, you know. Guys that work in the time, I would agree with 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 that. Yeah. You know, but if you know if you got if you got moderate exposure in your lungs, you, you know maybe ten, fifteen years, maybe up to twenty, it'll get you. But if you got uh, minimal exposure or just a few, you know, just a few in your lungs. You know, you may not get cancer till 30 years later. That, that's true. You know, and everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people just don't them. have the immune system as others, and and naturally they're they're going to show exposure uh, mm-hmm. quicker than others. But uh, probably when it does hit them, it just tears them up. You know, it's. Yep. Uh, if you're an Army vet, Navy vet, Coast Guard vet, or Air Force vet, you think you've been exposed, you know, uh, what you could do is you could ask the primary care physician, you could go to the VA, if they do an aggressive screen on you, which they do, you know, they'd do some tests on you, you know, just in case. And, uh, you know, at least check your lung function and get some imaging done of your chest and, and just basically see maybe they can find something before it starts because, you know, the way to say it, it takes years for thing to to metastasize in your system once it does it's a, it's a full on battle and well if they can catch it soon enough and isolate it they might be able to do you know yeah your mm-hmm. chance is a lot better don't wait till it's in stage four right you know that's how we know ask them to check it you know, yeah yeah I don't think you time that kid doctor to have a concern they can get it done. You know, and they get it done, get the lung doctor and, you know, get some stuff taken care of and try to get on top of it, you know. I mean, I'm not saying everybody that was there got it, but, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that do have it. And so if you're in your 60s and 50s, especially, you know, you're in the way back in the 70s and 80s, or 60s and 70s and 80s, you know, you got a, you got a big chance of, you know, having it. Especially if you were a whole maintenance technician or a machinist made or a machine repair person or a rigger. The riggers, when they would take this equipment and move it, they'd rig it to place to place. So they'd have yeah. to take out pipes and everything and move the equipment. You know, and it was, a, it was a big job back then. They started running some controls back in the early age, too, when I went to school. You know, we basically we were the ones that controlled it, you know, with uh, they had a job for the riggers to do, and that was the best of suspected pipe. You know, in a way, they'd have to wait until we got in and air sampled it and tested it. You know, we'd have to go and remove it before they could even do the job. Hmm. You know, that's when they started getting safe about it, you know, which is a good thing. And uh, that's also one of the reasons why they hurry up and decommission more ships, too, and get rid of them. You know, but... Uh, Still, ships built today are pretty much safe, though. They don't have much investment on them. Well, and they've learned that when they're dealing with hazardous uh, toxins like that to where the proper equipment and the safety equipment, your suits and and uh, proper uh, mask, uh, I don't know what the... Uh, on the field, it's what the micro down to mm-hmm. a two micron or uh, three or four. I was trying to but, find it here, but I haven't found it. Uh, I'm surprised. They, recommend, don't... they don't recommend. What they recommend now is basically running a full face mask. Oh, yeah, with a, yeah. With a source of air in another location. So we would run, we had a machine 
and we put it on we put it on the pier or out of the area where the vessels was and we turned it on, had filters in it. Yeah. And it run yeah. and we had a bank had you know, we had we had a bank of plug and we had air hose runs that mass. And you talk about it was an uncomfortable job. But we had that mask and we'd wear that mask for seven, eight hours at a time. And uh, the air was pumping outside and it'd get hot and uncomfortable, you'd sweat. It, it was just a bad job. Yeah, and you were damn near and had to wear a space suit. <laughs> Basically, well, what, that's, people, that's what you were doing. I've seen them do, you know, filter change stuff on submarines and, you know, they had that radiation control. Wagon yeah. And they take that stuff out and put it in those radiation control bags and stuff. Yeah. People would, you know, people walking down the way, they'd stop, they'd stop, and people walk the other way. You go carry the bag of asbestos off a ship, you'd be heading toward the back. People be running out of the way. Yeah. That was the old days. Of course, now they still got some ships yeah. in the Scotty vessels in it. You know, but, uh, I was on board a ship commission in World War II, and it was ate up with it. And it was pretty sad. Even one made the 70s had it on there all over the place. So, you know, any any ship had it on there, any ship. Any, you know, most of your barracks did things like that, especially older places. And places in cold environments with steam heat. Yeah. I'm pretty much sure they had it, too. Yeah. It was all over the place. It was just, just new, numerous. You know, if you think you've been exposed to it, ask your VA primary care doctor to go ahead and uh, maybe do a screening on you to make sure that you're okay. Yeah, try to and get a screening. If, if nothing else, uh, I, you know, put it in your, your records, uh, your progress report notes, and, and request a screening. Yep. They may turn you down. They may not. I don't know. It depends. I have some friends that worked with the shipmates stuff that worked on it. They just passed away now too. So, you know, it's just a bad thing. You know, and it's not. Uh, of course, it's another one of them. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, I call it a scandal. You know, back in the day. Uh, like yeah, it is a scandal. Yeah, it is a scandal. They served that with money. You know. Uh, money outweighs people's lives, and yeah. uh, you know, unfortunately, folks, uh, we don't learn about this sort of shenanigans till it's way too late. Uh, right. And uh, then when you try to do something, they just ignore you because there ain't enough left to carry any weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I was a veteran. I think I was exposed to the VA and asked them to look at the kind of funny. If you got Medicare or other insurance, I'd be going up to a private doctor and asking him to do the screening on you. With, without a doubt, you're right. Yeah. Um, I've let my doctors know that I was exposed uh, to asbestos. Anybody yeah, in the service okay. at that time, uh, your primary care doctor and your other doctor, if you have a doctor, I, which I have a separate doctor outside the VA, uh, I let them both know. Uh, someday something mm-hmm. may come of it. But, I, was uh, my doctor once. I was talking to my outside doctor once. I was talking about the Navy days and asked him what I did in the Navy. I explained to him what I did. Next thing I know, I'm heading over to get x rays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine gear, well, regular x rays don't do much. It shows a mass of something's growing there, which on me, they found several masses, but they seem to be constant in size. So as long as they, they stay grow, that way. Yeah, I've got one that they keep putting on an they have check it a while and they go back and have it checked. Uh, yeah, you got to be careful, people. you got to keep an eye on it. Does something look a mess? Don't wait. If you were Get in there and deal with it. 
you expose asbestos, you think you smoke. You need to stop that quickly. You bet. Because your chance of getting your chance of getting cancer from that is is, is quadruple. Quadruple. Yeah, that's what they said. I was reading that, yeah. and uh, if you were exposed to asbestos and you're a smoker, you're in serious trouble. Uh, you have to get questions about it. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Quit smoking, whatever you do. Quit smoking. Go ahead, John. You remember had it. You think you've been exposed and you've got some questions. Go ahead and send me a private message and I'll try to answer your question the best I can. Um, you know, if anybody's ever wanted to claim on the death system file, go ahead and post it on Had it, explain to people what you did because you know, it's not as common as it is as it was years ago, but the older we get, the more likely it is that it's gonna hit us sooner or later, you know. And uh so it's just again, one of those things that you do earlier in life comes back to haunt you when you get older. Yeah. So uh, That's true. Owner. We didn't know any better then, but we just sure do now. Want to end the show on a sad note. I lost a friend of mine yesterday. He was uh, retired. He retired from the reserves. He spent a lot of time in the army. He retired as a sergeant major. His name was Billy Blanton. Um, we lost him. He had he had cancer of the throat, and. Uh, he didn't make it. He went through over the weekend, had a big episode, and he passed away. Uh, and I feel for his family. He had a he was raising his grandson. His grandson's my son's age, and uh, so it kind of hit us pretty hard. But uh, you know, I think he's in a better place now, and uh, he's going to have a big military funeral coming up. So uh, you know, that will give him a good send off. But I just wanted to bring that up because uh, you know we we're losing people way too much nowadays. Yeah, I'm sure sorry to hear that. And you are right. We we were losing too many veterans. And, you know, had that cancer been got earlier, maybe they could... Well, at what stage did they catch it? Do you know, John? I think it was stage three when they caught it, Gerald. Stage three. With throat <laughs> cancer, that's about too late, I think. Uh, that's a bad one, I know. Yeah, that's a bad one. Uh, yeah, doggone it. I sure. Everyone say some prayers for the family. My lands, they deserve them. Yeah, yeah, because you got a pretty, pretty sad situation. Yeah, but he suffered and his family suffered too with him. I know they did. And they did suffer, you know. But, you know, we've got about a minute left, Gerald. So I want to thank you for coming on the show today, but it's been a pleasure having you on here. Thanks for your input. Well, I think you did a good show here, John. This is important stuff, this asbestos. And let's yeah, hope a lot, of, a lot of people pay attention because... If you were in the service uh, before the 80s, uh, or probably even after the 80s, uh, chances are, think back where, you know, what post you was at and all this and that. If you was on ships, uh, what ships you were on. Uh, and just let it be noted in your your uh, uh, progress reports that you were possibly exposed to uh, asbestos and and same way if you have an outside medical doctor because should something come up, uh, that's uh, one thing they might pull out and say, oh, hey, this could be something. Mm. That's true. Well, Berta posted the pies list on Hadit, so if you want to search, just search for the best of pies list. And, uh, Gerald, you're out of time. Thank All right. Going. Well, thanks for having me. All right, folks. Well, catch us again next week, folks. 
All right. And, uh, this is Jay, Jay Basher. We're signing off for now. You have been listening to the Basher Hour. The Basher Hour is brought to you by Hadit.com. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. <laughs>